Welcome back, everybody, to the Club Cool Podcast. I am your host, Barrett Dudley, and I am back in the stream yard, digitally recording with the one and only Big Philly. What's up, Phil? Yo, yo. We are brought to you by Washed Media. We are here at the intersection of style and pop culture, as always. Um, here's the thing. I'm I'm laying I'm laying blame at the feet of Dylan, who for some reason was hanging out with a COVID positive person and uh and now has to be quarantined so that the uh the circling back boys are no longer able to get in the studio for like 14 days. And that means that we can't get in the studio either. Uh so thanks a lot, Dylan. Um classic, classic Dylan, right? Hanging out with the the COVID kids. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's like it, it kind of feels like he did it on purpose a little bit, like he knew. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I wouldn't yep. put that I wouldn't put that past him. Right. Um, so you know, we're here, we're back for, for hopefully just one week with um with with subpar audio quality. I'm sure we're gonna glitch out a few times here and there and have some weird uh have some weird staticky results. So I do, <laughs> I, I do apologize. The other thing, man, it takes me so much longer to edit the podcast when we do them like this. Like, Why is that? because there are just, because, because of those little parts where like, we'll glitch in and out yeah. or we have mm-hmm. to, re, or we have to restart saying something. Um, or just, just because the, there are some weird pauses here and there because of the mm-hmm. lag time. <clears throat> Yeah. It's just it's 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 not the same. It's no good. It's no good. This is not good. We hope to be back no in the studio uh, next next week. Um, let's quickly, if you don't mind, can we can we tell the people why 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 we were out last week? Yeah. So I had to get tested. You had Everybody, to get tested. We're all going down, Barrett. <laughs> You're next. I you know I still don't know anybody personally that is COVID positive. Really? Do, Nobody in Houston? No, none of your friends out of town? No. I mean, I've got friends of friends. I've got acquaintances. Yeah. yeah. Actually, that's okay. Now that I'm thinking about that, we talked yesterday. I do know one person who has it. Yeah. I do know right. one person who has it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, but I had to get the, uh, the... My point My point was I know lots of people that have now been tested. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, we're all negative. Thank God. So it was no fun. The anxiety around the test is enough to make you not want to go through it again. It's just, there's so much involved with, if you do come back positive, what happens then you have to tell everybody you've come in contact with, um, you know, it's a whole, and then you hope that you didn't expose somebody that's, you know, vulnerable. Um, but anyway, but, we had uh, somebody at work at another store test positive. So we, as a precaution, went and got tested. Everybody at our store, um, everybody's negative. But I can tell you that they, they did both. both. They did what now? They did both nostrils, not just the one. They went That's all the right. way up in both. That's right. You got to the testing site where you waited for several hours, if I have correct. that correct. Yes. Even though you were there at the ass crack of dawn, 7 a.m., yeah. uh-huh. they put you in I was line. There, yeah, I was there an hour before they opened. And there was already, you know, 15 cars in front of me. Did you, did you, so did you sit in your car for the whole time? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just, ga- just gas burning, just, just no. <laughs> polluting the air? No. I, I, yeah, I rev my engine, you know, every <laughs> 10 minutes. Um, no. And then you, you uh, get- we just, 
we kind of creeped along as everybody got, you know, uh, their brain tickled. And so you, so you were just, you just had to turn off the car and sweat it out and then turn on the car and move it up a little bit. Correct. Yeah. God, see, l- listen to this. Listen to this. This is just a, a systematic failure, man. Um, <laughs> it really is. Well, and so, and and you can't go without symptoms, so you have to make something up. And you got, you got there, and you got mm-hmm. there, and instead of the one nostril that you had been promised, mm-hmm. they, they doubled you up. They went both nostrils, 10 seconds in nostril. They tickled your brain, and it, it was as, as uncomfortable as that all sounds. Yes, Correct. It was terrible. Just an absolute nightmare. I mean, listen, I'd rather sit through another tattoo session than do that again. Yeah, well, you probably liked the tattoo session. Yeah, I did. (laughs) (laughs) This was no fun. And, Mm -hmm. you know, your reaction, your body wants to reach up and grab their hand and pull that thing out. So you have to like sit on your hands pretty much. It's it's not cool. Yeah, that that is. Some people I've talked to are like, oh, it wasn't a big deal easy and uh maybe my nasal cavity is just hypersensitive but it was no fun one thing that i have heard that i i feel like i've i've got a good sense of is that guys are way more sensitive to this uh to this than girls are okay all right that that's kind of that's kind of anecdotal but i i'm getting the feeling that girls are way better at getting this test than guys are interesting yeah um, well, I don't want to do it again. Yeah. And I think, you know, that's, that's kind of like a running, I, I think that kind of, that tracks because you know, yeah. how du- dudes, when they get sick are kind of like big babies, <laughs> yeah. you know, just like bed, bedridden, can't do anything. Yes. Just shebang. Look, g- girls are just tougher, man. I, uh, they, they, they've dealt with so much. They, they. You know, they just, they're, they're, they are better equipped to deal with feeling ill. <laughs> 100%. And they're just, they, you know, they, exactly. They, they, I, it, it makes total sense to me that they are way better about having, uh, having mm-hmm. cotton, cotton swabs and Q tips, um, you know, up there, up, up, the into, nose. up the nose into the nasal cavity and swirling around for 10 seconds. But no, man, I told you, I told you yesterday, <laughs> I, it, Look, man, the, uh, all of this, the whole thing, the whole pandemic, the the world that we live in right now, it, in my top three worst things about it is just the fact that every day I'm de- I'm dealing with the fact that like you're constantly wondering if you're sick, if you have it. Yes. Right. Like you get a little tickle on your back of your throat and you suddenly think you have it. You're you you did a workout yesterday and now your muscles are kind of sore and you think that you have muscle aches. You know, you like. <laughs> You, you, you get a bad night's sleep one day and you're, you're fatigued the next day and you're like, oh my God, it's, it's, I have, I'm exhausted. I'm so fatigued. I have it. Yeah. And so it's just like that, that constant anxiety of like, do I, or do I not have it is awful. It's, it's just awful. Um, it's just a constant stressor and source of anxiety. Um, and the test, man, like I'm not, there's no way that I'm going to do that unless I unless I genuinely think that there is a very good chance that I'm positive. Yeah. Right. I wouldn't go unless I had <clears throat> symptoms. And you, again. Well, and you had an obligate, you kind of had an obligation. to Yeah. Get a little bit. Right. And when I first got into the line, not when I first got into, this was like 
after hour one, the doctor comes by to each car and wants to check your symptoms. And I was like, I don't have any symptoms. And she said, uh, well, you better come up with some because we're no longer testing for asymptomatic. <laughs> that's that's uh, really so, funny. I, I can't believe yeah. they, they just told you that too, which is funny. Yeah, because they know they get the deal. They've been testing for asymptomatic and then they cut it off. And then it's all guidelines that come down to them each morning that change. You know, they're pretty fluid. So, uh, yeah, man, I would I would hope that, you know, in the near future, they, they can come up with a cheek swab or I know that they do antibody testing with a, a pinprick on your finger. That would be much more um you know, something that I would do more readily than the, the nose swab again. Yes. So they're apparently you can, I think that I'm aware now that you can get a mail-in test. That a, that yeah. But how accurate is that? Thing? That, do, that doctors can provide you with a mail-in test. That is the finger prick that tests for antibodies and the virus. Wow. Well, so that's, if you're just kind of like, if you're curious you know, more yeah. so than worried. I think that's an option out there. Probably a great game to be in. I, I mean, think about how many people oh, are going to throw a hundred bucks at that just to like, just to know basically. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. Uh, and uh, I don't know. I sure would hate to to do that and get a positive result and it be wrong. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Or yeah. the other way around. You never, you just can't. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's uh, it's, it's, it's quite an issue. Well, so that that's why we were out last week. We are back um, virtually here for this week, um, and uh, and hopefully we'll be back in studio next week. We've got a, a couple of uh, interesting topics to talk about today. Just really, just you know, nothing good, nothing good. Just all bad news. That's that's <laughs> twenty twenty for you. Um, how was your How was your Fourth of July, by the way? Oh, it was lovely. Did you go um, to the Did you go to the Greenbelt or something? No, I sold one, but we did in the morning. We did do a little paddle session. Yeah, um, and came home that night. I mean, <clears throat> the gloves are off with the fireworks in the city limits these days. Nobody That's, gives a shit. That is correct. They're just popping off. <laughs> I mean, it's nuts, but you know, it's kind of fun to watch. But uh, yeah, we didn't do anything, man. It was pretty low key. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, last week had had we been able to uh, to convene for a podcast, I was I wanted to talk about Kanye West in light of the news that he signed this big fancy deal with Gap. Now that conversation was going to revolve mostly around how he has extended himself as a designer, uh, what continues to make him alluring and. Um, and exciting and attractive, especially for kind of an old brand like Gap that's looking for some revitalization. And we were just going to talk about, about about what it is about his his aura and his in his design prowess and and his mark, his brand that continues to be desirable. Unfortunately, he added on to that news over the weekend. Um, with a declaration that he would be running for president in 2020. <laughs> and then he gave many, many interviews on the 4th of July or maybe the day after where he proved to just be 
once again, like absolutely off the deep end. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's sad because I'm sad because now we have to talk about that too. <laughs> so which, which one of these pieces should we start with? Let's start with the gap and okay. um, the, yeah, what the deal is and how he's going to add another hundred million to his network. Yes, yeah, and uh, and uh, make it a hundred and one million since Yeezy the brand also got a one million dollar uh, P- P- uh, PPE loan, not PPE, PPS. Did PPE. they really? Uh huh. Yeah. Did, did you not see that? No. Yeah, they got they got the the pay the PPP payroll protection program. Yeah. Oh, good. They got he Yeezy got a million dollar PPP loan, which again, Beautiful. if you're if you're unfamiliar, is just free money. As long as you maintain yes. your, as long as you maintain your payroll for like, I think six months, you don't you don't owe the money back. So that that's just how this goes, man. Like, of course, Kanye the billionaire got a million dollars for the Yeezy company, um, in the in the uh, in the method of the of the triple P loan. No wonder he was the Trump guy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, okay, so. Kanye and Gap strike a 10-year deal for Yeezy. It's going to be a Yeezy Gap apparel line. It's coming to stores. It's supposed to be there um, first half of 2021. And it, it's, look, man, it's 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 worth a lot of money, right? A lot of money. Yeah. Uh, I know Gap is hoping, uh, in, reported in the New York Times article, the Gap is hoping that Yeezy Gap will generate a billion dollars in annual sales. <clears throat> yeah, that's crazy, man. The, I guess they're they're running the numbers off what he does with Adidas, but uh, I, don't know, I think that the footwear has a lot to do with that that revenue. Yeah, and what I, everything? Yeah, everything. What am I talking about? There's who buys Yeezy? Well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> Yeezy needed needed the PPP loan, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. Um. So I'm trying to, I, I just pulled, I had the article pulled up, but what what is, okay, it's a hundred million dollar deal, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's over the course of 10 years. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, really, if it's, if, if, if they're paying him 10 million a year for a billion dollars in sales, that seems like a pretty sweet deal for Gap. Yeah. Like you're saying that, that seems far-fetched, uh, but it's still it still is interesting because Kanye still has that pull. And if we just rewind to, to a week ago, basically when this was announced, we know that Kanye is divisive. We know he's a polarizing figure. We know he has weird political takes. We know that he is a Trump supporter or was a Trump supporter and, you know, has worn around the red MAGA hat. Like he's a pretty divisive kind of guy in public opinion. And yet the shoes still sell out with Adidas and he's still one of the most notorious and infamous and popular and well-known celebrities in the entire world. Mm-hmm. So he's got this pull to him, right? He's got this, he, he still has something. And, yeah. and so it's not, it's not surprising that Gap would have been, would be interested in this type of deal. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the other thing to, to keep in mind is that Gap has done 
some of this type of stuff with uh, the GQ Best New Designers of the Year collection that ran for six or seven years, where they brought in, you know, three to five designers every year to basically curate and design a collection through that designer's kind of vision, but then manufactured with the gap, uh, you know, supply chain and, and economy of scale and and budget. And John and, Elliott. Right. John Elliott is 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 one of the examples. Um, that stuff was, I think, relatively popular. It, it, you know, I paid attention to the to the the first several and purchased a lot of items from the collections. And so I, I remember that even though there were items here and there that did like kind of make it to sale, a lot of the stuff sold out. So there was an appetite for for those types of diffusion lines, essentially. And mm-hmm. and Kanye is a guy that is said, you know, he wants he wants Yeezys accessible to every person. And so it's, it th- this makes sense for for what he has stated that he wants as well, which is to be able to put everybody in a Yeezy hoodie. Right. Um, and the, the, the quickest way to that is 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 certainly not to wait for Yeezy to be able to have that capacity, especially mm-hmm. since, like we just said, nobody really is buying the Yeezy clothing line, especially not at the prices that they were charging. Um, but, but you, you suddenly, you work a deal with gap Yeezy gap becomes like the, you know, the accessible piece of that collection and, Mm -hmm. and, and you're there basically. Um, what, what's your, what's your excitement level for something like that? Are you, are you merely curious to see what it all looks like or, or are you kind of like, do you anticipate buying something? Are you, are you, would you, is this a collection that you think you'd purchase? No, but I am uh, anticipating watching and seeing how how they go about it and what it all looks like. Um, just from that teaser that they did with when he redid the Gap logo um, for the Yeezy logo, that that's interesting, and I think that that'll be on a lot of things. I, I would assume, but to me, this kind of seems on a much larger scale, like the Jerry Lorenzo Pack Sun deal where it, it exposes a brand that is very inaccessible to most people, to an audience that would is right in his wheelhouse of consumers. And those kids that follow Jerry Lorenzo and love Bieber, uh, they want to have access to the, the line, and they can do that through PacSun. But with, with this deal, I feel like they're going to have to blow it out, and I would anticipate seeing in every Gap store a section you know, a store within a store for Yeezy. Yeah. At least they're going to, I mean, if they want to do a billion. Yeah, that, that's, that will, that will be interesting because, you know, the, the, the fear of God type pack sun stuff, the, the, which started out as basically the essentials line, Mm -hmm. which is now really developed into a diffusion line for fear of God. Like essence carries essentials. Mr. Porter is carrying essentials. Mm -hmm. So like that, that, that is, that has slowly kind of stepped up into being a little bit. It, it it's no. I I think it's it's grown out of just being like a Pack Sun kind of one off. Yeah, where it's just like Pack Sun clothing with the Fear of God label slapped on it. I think it's a little bit better than that now. Um, uh, what what I'm curious for for Yeezy Gap stuff is, do they put like, is Gap also kind of trying to get a little bit of the hype cycle, you know, element of it. One hundred percent. Like, will the will the first Yeezy Gap stuff that hits stores in twenty twenty one? Are they going to actually? 
will it be very accessible price points, but they limit supply so that the stuff sells out and it hit and it all hits resale markets? Yeah, I guarantee that they do a little bit of that. I don't think that they do it with the full line. I think that there'll be certain items, just like the 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 fear of God packs on stuff. Mm-hmm. Forget about the shoes. Remember, we went we waited in line for those things and they had like six pair. Yeah. So yeah. I, and then they, you know, they blow it out with jackets and, and outerwear and stuff that's more accessible. I think that that's what they'll end up doing with Gap and Yeezy because otherwise you're not going to get the, the, the attention that they're hoping to get. I think, I think that they're trying to, cause let's be honest, nobody really thinks about the gap that often anymore. At least I don't. And this is going to put them back on the map with a younger demographic yep. that they yep. really, really need to succeed in the future. And, um, you know, hopefully I, I think they're, they're, they're smart enough to, to push this to e-com and, I don't know. I think I think that it's going to end up working out for Gap. I really do. That's uh, you, you make a great point there. That what this one of the biggest things that this does for Gap is exp, is is puts them on the radar of 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 teenagers basically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like this this is you know you look at like the, you, those trend those trend reports about the, the favorite brands of of uh, of like Gen Zers and and kids in high school basically. And it's like, it's a lot of Nike and Adidas and those types of, you know, performance wear kind of heritage sports brands. And then it's, um, you know, Lululemon and, uh, you, you know, it's gap is not on that list is what I'm saying. No. Right. It, it, like you said, that's not, even though they're shopping in malls, that's not a store that they're paying attention to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and this will, this, this will, if done right, make it a store, make it a store that they walk by and go and go into assuming that the mall lives on either way it, it'll put <laughs> if it's just entering gap into the web browser you know it it will it should churn that up and it should give them a boost in that area um because the deer because the deal is 10 years long they they do need a, a plan of action that's more than just that height piece though because yeah. if this is supposed to go for 10 years like this needs to be a real brand that is viable for 10 years. It's got to be a section of the brand that evolves and gets better with time and is available online and at stores. Mm-hmm. And like, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not saying that you want this stuff sitting on the shelves, but you want somebody to be able to walk into a gap. You want that 17 year old to be able to walk into a gap and touch and feel this easy stuff. Yeah. And, and they're and- going to, I that's, think that, that if it, that's how you that's that's you know this is this is Nike's playbook right you can't get the the Jordan 1 high OG sells out in every single colorway and therefore you're looking at the mids saying hey these are not that bad I like you know <laughs> I'll, I'll get these you know the the react sell out the react elements sell out uh-huh. in the first three colorways and then the next 10 that they that they mass produce are all huge sellers because you couldn't get the first two so there's yeah. Like there, there, there's, there is a balance to, to find there where some of the stuff you can't get at first, but then you gotta, then you gotta feed the beast. Then you gotta get, then you gotta, then you gotta have this stuff out there and available so that people can get it and feel it and, and, and wear it and love it. And And then they can, then they continue to buy more and then they continue to look at the rest of what gap is offering. And they're going to have to remain relevant because 
Yeezy is not always going to be top of mind in, you know, especially 10 years right. from now. Right. Yeah. Exactly. <clears throat> so I think that if, if they see some traction right out of the gates with this, watch how many like pop stars they go after and like mm-hmm. uh, people that are popular on what on TikTok. Sure. You sure. know, they're going to start partnering yeah, yeah. with these people and bringing them in to collaborate. <clears throat> and um, it's what they have to do, dude. I mean, nobody, <clears throat> the kids are not worried about the, the GQ articles that, gap is putting out you know what right, i mean right yeah they're not worried about the next great designer from from la they want to see what's right in front of their face um stuff that they care about um on social yeah and right now you know it's, it's still it's still yeezy is still relevant but you know i think that the, if there was another pop star that had a line that was somewhat successful they would have gone with them but yeezy is still he still commands attention and I don't think it's any must, any any coincidence that he just now starts announcing all this BS about running for president again and like doing all these interviews right after he announces this big partnership with Gap. Yeah, um, he's not running for fucking president. He's just do, he's pumping up the line, dude. It's it's we're, we're gonna get we're gonna get there. Uh, it, it what one of the uh, another thing that I just wanted to note here is that. Kanye appointed a young up and coming Nigerian designer to kind of head this um to to head the design. Mm-hmm. Her name is uh I hope I hopefully I get this right. Uh Moalola Ogunlesi and she's a, a Nigerian British designer. And I I think that that is that that's a good sign for the long term. That's that's mm-hmm. a that's a sign that they don't just want to slap Kanye's name on it, sell a few garms and bounce, right? Like yeah. they have they 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 they've tapped this young bright mind to kind of to 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 blaze the trail a little bit, which is which is very good because, like you said, if this is supposed to go ten years, Kanye is over fifty. 10 years from now, man, like, mm-hmm. like, like who knows what he is going to have done by then or what he will have said. So to kind he of have pa- served two terms in office. <laughs> so to kind of pass this torch and to have this kind of like young up and coming designer that, you know, she's, she's young, she's black, she's uh, international, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. She's appealing to, to, to the youth for a lot of different reasons. And, and she's a global name as well, which is, which is a positive sign, I think. Um, so yeah, that, that, that'll be interesting. My last note here about the clothes themselves, as somebody that has paid attention, like I said, to all of the GQ gap designer collaborations that, uh, went and stood in line for a lot of the H and M designer collaborations. Mm-hmm. What with Isabel Marant and Ballman and Margella, like, very, very few of those pieces that I bought over the years from those collaboration lines are still in my closet. I think that's going to be the same for this. And I, I and, and <clears throat> that's that's one thing that that's one thing that they gotta. They just they need to keep that in mind. Like Gap clothing doesn't have to be so fast fashion, right? They they should try to imbue this with a little with a sense of quality with a sense of this can be yours for ten years because the other stuff was either too trendy 
or, you know, with, like with the John Elliott, like the leather jacket that they put out was, it's just low quality leather and not actually the John Elliott cut. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, and, and then, um, you know, there, it's just, you, you got to stick to your guns a little bit with that. So this doesn't, th- this doesn't need to be crazy priced, but maybe a slightly higher price point than like run of the mill gap stuff with a little bit more emphasis on quality. And, uh, cause I, you, you just don't want this stuff flooding Buffalo exchange and eBay and grailed over the next two seasons because it kind of sucked. And I hope that they can, I don't know. I'm sure that Adidas has kind of locked down for footwear, but I think that they're, they're going to have to do something with footwear with the gap collab. Yeah. I, yeah. It, that's hard to say. I, I can't, it's, Maybe we've talked about how Adidas and Yeezy need to be putting out a hundred and twenty dollars shoe, mm-hmm. and for some for whatever reason they haven't. Um, but but Gap Footwear is, I don't think anybody wants Gap Footwear, even if it does have Yeezy name attached to it. <laughs> well, we'll see. I, what I'm talking about is like, I don't know. Vans comes to mind. I mean, they they do they, on the Gap website. They have other brands on there obviously it's not all gap shoes but uh i'm like i said i don't think that the non-compete is going to allow kanye to do anything like that at least probably probably not yeah yeah Yeah. okay so um we're gonna talk a little bit about uh kanye this week as opposed to last week but uh but first let's take a quick break here from sponsor Today's podcast is brought to you by Bombas. Yes, you know we love Bombas here. Bombas makes the most comfortable socks in the history of feet. They've literally rethought every little detail of the socks we wear to make them way more comfortable. Phil and I, man, we pretty much wear these things every day, whether it's mid-calves or the marled socks, which I really, really like. Got some color blocking going on. Phil, you're really into the tie-dye stuff they do, which they offer in every single cut. What I'd really, I, what I have not tried yet, but I really need to try is the performance running sock stuff, which looks fantastic. Uh, some of the, some stuff that I've really not seen, but a lot of great colors and cool mixes. Everything they do is just awesome and fantastic. Here's the thing. These socks do more than keep feet cozy. They help give back to the most vulnerable members of our community. Because for every pair of socks you purchase, Bombas donates a pair to someone in need. The generosity of Bombas customers has allowed them to donate over 34 million pairs of socks and counting through their nationwide network of 3,000 plus giving partners. And the impact is more powerful than ever. To those experiencing homelessness, these socks represent the dignity of putting on clean clothes, a small comfort that's especially important right now. Give a pair when you buy a pair and get 20% off your first purchase at bombas.com slash cool that's b-o-m-b-a-s dot com slash cool for 20 percent off your first purchase bombas.com slash cool support a great company get some awesome socks and help give back all at the same time bombas.com slash cool okay phil um let's briefly touch here on uh new kanye 
Yeezy uh, Gap Kanye is is old news. Now we've got new news to focus on. Kanye has announced his presidential run, even though it's really too late for that, and has uh, just really filled the air with a lot of mumbo jumbo, conspiracy theory type stuff. Um, a lot of talk about uh, about God and um, getting into heaven, but mm. you can't. But you can't when you get vaccines. Uh, because they're putting stuff in your body that doesn't allow you to pass through the gates of heaven. Um, he was a supporter of Trump, but now is not. Even though Trump allowed God to be part of the conversation, which he appreciates. Trump is special. Kanye is special. Um, you know, just really, really, really just some really crazy quotes here from this uh, from this list of from this list of articles in uh, on the Forbes dot com column well you know i've known that for years that you're not getting into heaven if you've been vaccinated uh, okay you were ahead of the curve then uh, yeah that's common knowledge um what the hell is he talking i mean it, it it's like uh oh man i don't know it's just what goes on in wyoming to get him to this point to start spouting off other stuff is, is wild. And I would love to know like how he gets to this point and decides to, to go on these manifestos. I've got many questions. Um, so I'll just start asking you them. Why is, why is Elon backing this up? Why, why is he's a weirdo too? But do you think that Elon is, is buying all this stuff that Kanye is selling? Uh, who knows? He named his his child uh, a code. That's true. Okay, so that okay that I can accept that answer. Why is Kim Kardashian and the rest of her family standing by and putting up with this? Because it's publicity to but, their brand. It, do I mean do do they have any type of real marriage? Like, is that it's just it's got to be a sham, right? Ah, fuck, I don't know, dude. I, I, I think that they probably do. They have the kids. They seem happy. I don't know. <laughs> Did you see that photo that, that Kim posted about those those beautiful horses that they have? Uh-huh. Yes. <laughs> and people were like, okay. <laughs> yeah. But but what this is look, man, I, I I'm not to me, to me, in all seriousness, I read the stuff that Kanye is saying, and it sounds like he is unwell. Yes, 100%. Yes. It sounds like he, like, like, and, and I know that he has said that he is bipolar, right? Mm -hmm. Um, but, but this is, this is really, really w wild stuff. Yeah. And, <laughs> you know, I, I'm, every, every, like, here and there, there's like a bit of something that is, that sort of makes sense or would be an interesting idea. Mm -hmm. And then he just like completely torpedoes himself with the next statement that which flies off the rails again. Yeah. And I don't, th that's the part of it that I don't understand. Like what, like how can you be a family member of his and just kind of be like, yeah, yeah, totally. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We're, we're right on board with it. Or, right. Yeah. And, and I mean, I, I realized that the Kardashian Jenner clan will do just about anything for publicity and to keep their name in the press. But this seems like it. This stuff seems like it's harmful to the brand. Yeah, I think that this is just my opinion. But the 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 amount of money that people can 
uh, a crew like Kanye has, it gives you a pass on just about anything with a lot of people. And people can sit back and, and read all this shit and be like, well, he's just, he's so successful. He's a genius. And this is just the way his mind works. And, you know, he's, he might be a little crazy, but he's an artist. But there's something going on there, man. And there's, uh, there's a chemical imbalance going on in that brain of his. I also want like in, and you know, yeah, yeah. And it's interesting because he, he so obviously wasn't always like this. Like, I I don't know whether it was, whether like it was like the tragic death of his mom that snapped something or whether it's just the years and years and years of being one of the most famous people on earth. And like falling, That's what down, it is, dude. falling down the well of, of, of what that does to you. That's what um, it is. But everybody but th- telling you that you're the greatest thing that's ever been um, birthed onto this earth. Everything you do is perfect. Money, 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 whatever you need, whatever you want, anything that you say is correct. And then it, it and then you couple that with, if, if he is bipolar, then, uh, you know, yeah. shit can get weird. Uh, okay, next question. Gap cannot possibly like this. Right. <laughs> I don't know, dude. With everybody filing for bankruptcy right now, I think that they're like, fuck it. Say whatever you want, Kanye. We got to make some money here. Th- this is... Uh, man. Th- <laughs> yeah. I, I... Look, man, honest, honest, honestly... Saying that you're supporting Trump and wearing the MAGA hat is one thing. I, I read this type of stuff, the anti-vax stuff, the <laughs> the the anti-science stuff um, about how you want to make the, uh, the the presidential chain of command like it is in Wakanda. Yeah, uh, which is from a mo- which is from a movie. Um, just l- like this is so so over the top on any type of like rational scale of thinking they like this makes me not want to support the guy at all i could care less about kanye west anymore i really i really i mean i've totally stopped paying attention to him yeah yeah i mean i haven't there's that he dropped a new single i haven't even heard it i'm sure it sucks um, and, and so it's like, th- this was a guy that, that was it, his impact is, is everlasting. You know, mm-hmm. I, I still, if you want to call this guy, the artist of our generation, I'm, I will not deny that seven, eight classic albums in a row, all top notch changed up what he was doing with every single one of them brought something new to the table. Like the dude is one of the greatest musicians of all time. I have n- I I have no no problem saying that. I think it's a hundred percent true. But the last five years, the last three, four, five years, he is just like it's just uh, yeah. I don't want to pay attention to this piece of of the career. I don't either, dude. Uh, I mean, after I stopped paying attention um, when Kids See Ghost came out. Okay. Yeah. And even before that, the Yay album that he did in Wyoming. 
Oh, I mean, there was a, that was not good. No, no. All, and there, so I'm looking right now. There's three, the past three, Jesus is King, Kids See Ghost, and then Yay in 2018. Yeah. Life of Pablo was good. Life of Pablo was awesome. And that was 2016. Yeah. After that, forget about it. Yeah. And um, so there, there was a recent releases, Wash Us in the Blood. Wash Us in the so, Blood, yeah. Yeah. Ross told me yeah. Ross, Ross told me it was he that it was good, but I just haven't listened to it yet. Um it, it just that just speaks to the that speaks to the fact of like I, I'm I'm so uninvested in this guy at this point. Dude, when like, he released Life of Pablo, I watched it I watched it online. Like yeah, as he did yep. the I mean, it, I was the, so the, in. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. The day he released it, you know, um merchandise, everything. Yep. Everybody was buying it. We're all in. Yep. Because the music was still really, really good. And I hate to be one of those people that's like, I'll stay in your lane and make good music and don't worry about politics. No, you can do whatever the fuck you want to do, but um, at least give us some, some decent music. Well, no, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> you know? if, if, if he was still making records that were as good as the first seven or eight, uh huh, yeah. then yes, he would absolutely be getting a pass. But the, 100%. the, the one thing that he was truly, truly amazing at his, I think he's very good at the sneaker thing, but I, that, that all boils down to how popular he was as a musician and as a, as an, as a creator of an aesthetic and of a vibe and of a mm-hmm. sound mm-hmm. and of a, of a presence, right? It boils down to that. That's why the shoes were able to be successful. It's not because the shoes are the best shoes ever. You know what I mean? Right. Like, so, I, so I'm not, I don't want to discount his ability to sell Adidas sneakers, but what he was truly, truly great and special at was the music and now that that's gone, now that that's no good anymore, now we are focusing on the things that you're saying and doing and how you're acting and behaving. And it's, and it's, 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 it's unsettling. <laughs> <laughs> it is, man. It's wild. So, uh, yeah, it's, um, yeah, it'll be, I, I like, I, I don't know what else to say about the ac- actual presidential run. I, I think, I, I think, joke. I think the smart money is that if it's of course not real because it's way too late to actually enter the presidential race. Yeah. Um, and he would have to spend what I think I read like millions of dollars to even get on the ballots in some of these states mm-hmm. where it's too late to do it. Now, mm-hmm. you know, we watched uh, Bloomberg throw a, a half a billion dollars at an, as a, at a presidential campaign. So there's no telling like, like people have done this before. Kanye could just take a page out of that book and just spend all of his money on this if he wanted to. But um, yeah, it, it, that doesn't seem smart. And again, like I cannot imagine Kim Kardashian letting him spend a hundred million dollars on this. Hell but, no. But, but uh, uh, who knows at this point? It's uh, the guy is making news. That's for sure. Nothing would surprise me, Barrett. Anything yeah. that he does, nothing surprises me. And I couldn't care less until he drops a good album. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, we can move on from that. Let's uh, let's take one more quick quick break to hear from a sponsor. And then we'll be back to continue talking about the retail apocalypse, as, uh, <laughs> as, as the peeps out there are saying it. Did you know? Did you know, Phil, two out of three guys will experience some form of male pattern baldness by the time they're 35. The best way to prevent hair loss is to do something about it while you still have hair left. 
Now you can get treated from home. It's very easy. It's very easy now. You used to have to go to the doctor's office for your hair loss prescription. Now, thanks to Keeps, you can visit a doctor online and get hair loss medication delivered right to your home. They make it easy and deliver your medication every three months so you can say goodbye to pharmacy checkout lines and awkward doctor's visits. Keeps offers generic versions of the only two FDA-approved hair loss products out there. You may have tried them before, but probably never for this unbelievable of a price. Prevention is key. Keeps treatments can take up to four to six months or more to see results. So it's important to act fast. The sooner you start using Keeps, the more hair you'll save. And look, even if you have a great head of hair, you might have a little bit of a little bit of maintenance to do. When I had my hair growing out long, I noticed some places, you know, more so than when it was short, where it was kind of thinning out. That's why I've tried, that's why I had to try Keeps. So find out why Keeps has more five-star reviews than any of its competitors and nearly 100,000 men trust Keeps for their hair loss prevention medication. Keeps treatments start at just 10 bucks a month. And for a limited time, you are going to get your first month free. Go to keeps.com slash club cool to receive your first month of treatment for free. That's K-E-E-P-S dot com slash club cool. Okay. Once again, that's keeps.com slash club cool. Go get a great price in your first month free on free on treatments. You got to do it now. You got to act before it all goes away. Go check them out. Keeps.com slash club cool. All right. We are back to wrap up the episode with a little bit of talk about the retail scene. This week, it was announced two more stores closing, shuttering for good. Need Supply, based out of Virginia, and their sister brand, uh, Toto Caello, which started in Seattle and also had a, a store or two in New York City. Um, both really, really great destinations as multi-brand stores and, uh, and online shops. Toto Caello was very kind of avant-garde and um, directional with a lot of Raph Simmons and Rick Owens and Comte Garçon, Bodie, um, Our Legacy, like, you know, a, a, a really distinct kind of vibe with this kind of like weird kind of kooky, uh, dark look, you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, engineered garments, acne studios, Need Supply was uh, was a lot like it was kind of like a more approachable feeling Essence or Mr. Porter. Yeah, they, carry, they were carrying everything from Stussy to Herschel to uh, to Nike common projects. And then some of the same lines like engineered garments and acne that are kind of, um, you know, really kind of span a lot of different styles. Um, but they are both closing down. In light of, uh, of of a failing business, especially given the pandemic, and we're losing two more star- stores. Uh, we lost opening ceremony earlier in the year. Obviously, Barney's closed. Uh, Brooks Brothers has filed for bankruptcy. Neiman Marcus has filed for Chapter Eleven and is pulling out of their brand new Hudson Yard store in New York City, uh, which I they had to have spent millions and millions of dollars on. Uh, the retail landscape, just like the rest of the of the kind of the service industry as well is getting absolutely slaughtered by the by the pandemic um the difference being that this was an industry that was already struggling with retail with brick and mortar retail before all of this was happening i don't know what a recovery even looks like 
at this point anymore. But it, 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 this is something that when we come back to it, when, when we are truly through the pandemic, I expect restaurants and bars to come back in some capacity. But retail is a different story. I think retail is changing for good. Yeah. Over the next five to 10 years here. Yeah. I think that this was, um, you know, like everybody was saying, it's e-com is going to be the death for the malls. And I think that the pandemic just sped that up by about three years. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Like the, this was, and, and that's the type of thing that we're, uh, that, that I think we're really seeing here um, with a lot of these, just a total, a total aside here, but Stanford, I don't know if you saw the news that they cut 11 varsity sports. Oh shit. Yeah. They, now they, they were the, they had the most like division one varsity sports out of any school in the country. Uh huh. They're cutting 11 of them after the 2021 uh, school year for mm-hmm. good gone. And it's like, that was, it, it was something that they, that they clear, like it, it feels like something that they had been kind of thinking about. Yeah. Because of, sure. because of the financials. Yeah. Um, now it's also kind of horseshit because a school like Stanford has like a such a large endowment that they could literally pay for anything that they that they really cared about. They just pull it like it, it's 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 such a large endowment that it's it's kind of mind boggling. Like it just makes money all the time. Mm-hmm. You, you basically couldn't spend it faster than it's making money for you. <laughs> um, so you know the the semantics of that and the the details behind it all. They they're looking at like the the paper numbers the numbers on paper as far as as a business basically they're not thinking about all the money that they have in the bank yeah and the, and they're cutting 11 varsity sports so we're seeing the pandemic speed stuff up like that um so i i mostly just kind of want to talk about two big things here one i i was when when uh when need supply posted a message of support for black lives matter on instagram a lot of people came after them in the comments. Um, and this is something that we see pretty regularly with cancel culture. But you, but but if you if you dare to virtue signal, you will be called out for it if your actions have not historically backed that type of thing up. Diet Prada will come for your neck. They will. And so um there were a lot of complaints when Need Supply posted that about how they uh, were guilty of racial profiling customers in their store and about how uh, their, their collection of brands wasn't diverse enough. And the, uh, the, the staff, both at the retail level and the corporate level, was not diverse enough, et cetera, et cetera. Um, basically, they just, you know, they got, they got rolled over by, by, uh, by what they had not done prior to the black lives matter movement. And I just, I I was reading through some of these comments and I thought about like just this in-store experience. And I, I read about how I read some of, some of the kind of the rebuttals from, from people that work in retail about how, how they feel like it's kind of a lose, lose situation in some ways, because they mostly work on commission. So a lot of the times it's like, you know, you get a customer whether they're black, white, Asian, or anything, or anything else for that matter, and you kind of have two choices, right? Like it. Now I'm I'm kind of speaking from their point of view, but to them they kind of have two choices. They can leave you alone and let you do the do your own thing, 
And then they could be guilty of like neglecting you, mm-hmm. of not thinking that you can spend money in a store, right? Or they kind of follow you around and badger you and try to put on a, a heavy sales pitch so that they can make a little money. And then they're either like harassing you or thinking that you're up to something or they're just being pushy. It's a lose-lose. So it's kind of a, in, in that sense, like, and I'm not saying that there's not a middle ground. I've been, now I'm a, I'm a white dude. So it, it my life is, is different. And I totally understand that. I feel like there is a middle ground where you can be friendly and chatty and then read the vibe that I'm giving back to you and know whether I want to be kind of talked to or left to my own devices. Right now, again, like I have the privilege of being left to my own devices and not having to worry about eyes following me all over a store. I, I 100% understand that that is different for people that don't look like me. And But I do, I still respect the point coming from the the retail employees that they feel like they're in between a rock and a hard place where they can't really win either way. Mm -hmm. And I just, it just got me to thinking about the in-store experience. And I know that a lot of people say that being able to touch the clothes and feel the clothes and try things on and see it in person is so important. But man, I like, I I could really just... I will feel bad if stores go away. Yeah. I I like I like our stores here in Austin like Stag and by George. It is an enjoyable experience to go into those stores and get that vibe. And, and you know, Haller Brothers, we just opened a beautiful store on South Congress. It's so well put together. It's 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 so you just you walk in and you understand the brand, right? Like that's what that's what an in-store experience can do for you. Mhm. Mhm. But at the same time, God, shopping online is easy. <laughs> yeah. And it's and it's nice to not have to worry about interacting with people. It's nice to be able to hunt for the best deal. It's nice to be able to put two sizes in your cart. It's nice to be able to try on at home and look in your own mirror and pair it with all your other clothes and see if something's going to work for you. It's nice to be able to have something and sit on it for a couple days and then just be able to ship it back and return it. So it's just like... there. It, it, there's so much going against brick and mortar retail. There's so many things in the cons column, essentially, and so many other things in the pros co- column of online shopping that it's really hard to see how brick and mortar survives long term. Yes. Uh, and I'm, I would venture to guess that nowadays most people in our demographic and younger would if you were to pull them they would say that if they went to a store they would rather be left alone and i agree with that i would rather be left alone however when when i have a question about something um especially if it's a higher price item i don't want to have to like you know get on the intercom and search for somebody to answer this question that that kind of bugs me however i think that um for me personally, I I enjoy being able to to try it on at home and to shop online. It's ten times easier. However, you know, there's just I would rather be able to go in the store because my fit is so it's hard for me to find anything that fits me. And so, so, so are you planting your flag on the side of the retail experience? That's correct. That's correct. Okay, I would rather go in and be able to see. Oh, 
that is going to be too long for me. And I'm going to have to drop another 50 to have it hemmed. Mm -hmm. So I'd rather not have to order it than go through the return process, go to the UPS store, whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's there's still a process involved with returning the merchandise, even if they're paying for the return. Sure. And, um, you know, it's easy. I know it is. They they put the fucking label in there for you most of the time. But if they don't, and you have to, and they you have to cover the return yourself, it would have been a hell of a lot easier just to walk into the store and figure it out. Um, but you know, a lot of people don't want to deal with parking. I'm one of those people. If the parking situation is a pain in the ass. If the store is going to be super crowded, um, most of the time you're shopping on the weekends when a lot of tourists are in town here in Austin. Um, so yeah, it can be taxing to get into the store. Um, and then you get into the store and find out they're out of smalls, which is a lot of the time the case. Um, but at least, you know, this fits. I know it fits. I've seen it in store. I've had it in my hands. And so I can now, be 100% sure that if I go online and order it, it's going to come in and it'll fit me. I'm not going to have to deal with the return. Yeah. What you just spoke to is, is maybe one of the things that pushed me to be completely like almost completely an online shopper is the (laughs) fact that I could never, ever find sizes in the stuff that I wanted. Yeah. Dude, most stores just don't even carry our pant size. No, hell no. Pants, forget about it. Like, you know, just off the top of my head, Nordstrom basically never carries a 28 in rag and bone, which no. is what, it, which is generally what I like, what I need. Right. And so I, I, yeah, I, I, I totally understand if you're, if you're like a normal size, you know, or a more average size person and you're like a 32 and a medium. How easy shop, is that? Shopping in a store must be just like an absolute joy for you. <laughs> not to mention you get to enjoy all of the fruits of sample sales. Um, but like, but yeah, man, it, it just was so, but it, and I'm, and I'm thinking a, a, a stag is better, much, much, much better about it than by George, but like by George specifically buys for a slightly older, wealthier dude, which I mm-hmm. get, mm-hmm. but it's, but, but man, at the same time, it, it's kind of like a, it's a weird intersection because their buy is like relatively directional as well. You know, it's some pretty obscure stuff. And typically the people buying that stuff are smaller, slimmer, more athletic people. So it's like they skew the size run to the people that they think have, will be able to purchase and afford the clothing. Whereas the people that are interested in the clothing are typically on the other side of that scale. Mm-hmm. Once again, that's why it, th- this is, it's just an impossible task to ask people to succeed in retail for the most part, unless you just have a really six, su- like, like you need to be offering something very, very special. These now we're talking like multi-brand is especially hard because, you, because on top of all of this, your margins are, re- are razor thin. And I, I'll just, as as a point of interest for for you guys listening out there, guys and girls listening out there that have never, uh, you know, been on the business side of of uh, of the fashion industry, I, I can speak for pretty much all brands from you know from regular old contemporary vineyard vines at a uh, at a menswear store 
all the way up to uh, to selling Lonvin in a upscale boutique. When these stores are buying from these brands, they are getting essentially Keystone pricing and not much better. Right. Which means that they are pay they are paying half of their retail price. Mm-hmm. Now, occasionally, if you're if you are a Nordstrom or some or a or somebody throwing around a lot of money, you can get a little bit better deal, but not but not by much. So typically, when when you see these stores going to fifty and sixty percent off, they're not making any money. Mm-hmm. They 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 are taking the cash so that they can pay their vendors. But they 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 are when they make money is when they are able to sell sell stuff to the few at full price. And then the rest of the time, they're just trying to 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 break even. Yes. So the, that's so, what makes it so hard. So you you get like you know that that is you just have to know that that is and uh, so we're going to talk about this next thing. Um, Diet Prada reported on this Totokailo need supply closure, and in the comments, it was like leave, leave your take on like the future of fashion in the comments. Most people took it as an opportunity to talk about like intentional shopping and supporting smaller brands and being less wasteful and uh, going to a more sustainable level of fashion, getting rid of fast fashion, taking the burden off of off of that type of supply chain, which is extremely harmful to both the environment and in a lot of cases to the people that are making the clothes. Um, That's what a lot of people were kind of like talking about. Right. It's like, let's make the fashion industry better on the earth and better on people because, and it, they're, they're right. It is one that violates a lot of stuff. Like it, it contributes in a negative fashion to, to both work, working conditions in a lot of places and also to its, to its, uh, to its taxation on the environment. Um, but some, what one comment stood out to me because of its frankness. And I'll just paraphrase here. Cause I can't remember exactly what it said. But it was basically like, man, they got to chill out with rent. <laughs> yeah. And that's that felt so overlooked to me. Because to me, that's really the crux of this situation. The One of the biggest reasons why, why brick and mortar retail is having such a hard time right now is because the price of rent has gotten absolutely insane. Uh, truly insane if you because your location matters almost more than anything you got to be in a place where people can get to where there's foot traffic or where they can park or where there's other stuff around and the rent to be in these places is 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 absurd it's criminal yeah and it, it, just like just like we have housing crisis crises crises in our big cities in our urban cities because the the people that are doing you know your everyday jobs that are working in restaurants and and uh, you know that that don't have high paying tech white collar jobs just get priced out of the city in a matter of years. Yeah, because the rent skyrockets. There's no affordable housing. The price of of buying property gets you know gets extreme. And then nobody can afford anything and you're pushed out to the, to the outskirts. And then you're dealing with a transportation issue. And that's why the traffic's so bad. So it's just like, it's these, it's these, these cyclical problems that just stack up on top of each other. 
But to me, this is why retail can't survive because they're dealing with these razor thin margins where they need to be able to sell stuff at full price. So they can't compete with the online conglomerates like an essence, like a Mr. Porter that don't have a retail space to worry about. And I do. Yes, I know that essence has a mantra, a brick and mortar Montreal location now, but they started being able to buy all these brands, so much inventory. And then they decided that a retail space was doable for them. They didn't start with retail where right off the bat, one of their fixed costs is a crazy, is a crazy, insane rent. Mm -hmm. So now, but so now you're not able to compete with the sales. You're not able to go to sale as early as the e-com stores are because you need to sell stuff at a higher price point at full, at closer to full price. And then people are going in and doing what we just talked about. They're looking, they're trying on, they're seeing, and then they're going and finding the deal online. Mm -hmm. So it's just the, the, the rent is, is a huge part of the problem as I, as I see it. I agree. I don't think that you would see all these closures. Like for instance, South Congress here in Austin, Yep. nearly every single business that has been there for years is now gone, not out of business, but has been forced to move to a cheaper location. Yep. Um, not because their business was hurting, but because they couldn't keep up with the rent hikes that were continuously going up year after year. Um, but we, we have to take a look at this from the landlord's perspective. Now we're getting into real estate. This is a great podcast. <laughs> the, the, the landlord is kind of you know up against it because he or she is getting hit with higher and higher property taxes from the city each year. And they have to cash flow in order to have a viable business. Otherwise, why even be a landlord and put up with being a landlord, everything that comes with that. So they have to pass that on to the tenants. Now, now okay, the reasonable thing to do is not hike it to an extent to where it's, it's just unreasonable rent. Just make it, um, increments that, that make sense for everybody, that everybody can win, here's including the a landlord. Here's the problem with your argument. It, it, show me a landlord with those properties that is like skating by. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah. That isn't dripping in wealth. Uh-huh, right, right, right. right. Rolling, around, rolling around in G-wagons and paying full price at Buy George. Uh-huh, like, exactly, exactly. You know what I mean? That, that's... That, <laughs> I, I don't buy that. Like if you, like they are able, I mean, and now it's supply and demand, right? Like if Reformation and Allbirds and Parachute and Leila Bow and Buck Mason are all willing to fork over $40,000 a month or whatever it is to be mm-hmm. right there on the South Congress strip, like who are the landlords to not take that money? Like this is, I get it. Everybody's making money. Everybody is, who doesn't want to get rich, but, it, but the, that's the, that's the issue is, 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 there are people willing to pay those prices, forcing out smaller scale stores, but it, but, but I disagree, man. I don't think the landlords are like, oh, property taxes, we got to raise it. Well, I, I think it's more like, well, you know, who, whoever. I'm trying to think of another store that's going in. Lululemon is willing to pay it, so sorry. Well, I'm talking about the older, the older, um, where uncommon objects was not the new builds. These old, old buildings that require a shit ton of cash flow to keep up. Yeah, on the landlord's side, I know that they're wealthy, and that's that's okay. But 
There, there is a lot of, co- of fixed costs and capital expenditures that go into being a landlord and owning property that has to be passed on, but do it in a reasonable manner, not just the person that's willing to pay the most gets the space. And that's what you're talking right. about. Yeah. Whoever it is, I don't give a fuck if you go out of business. We got somebody in line that's willing to pay it. So see ya. Get the hell out of here. Yeah. That's yeah. bullshit. And that's that's um, predatory. But the people that um, are more reasonable, which I would like to think that they're out there, uh, you know, they, they have to to run their business as well. But the the majority of these these landlords with these really high end spots that are brand new, you know, built to suit the the tenant, they're going to charge the highest possible rent that they can get away with. Yeah, and that's terrible. Yeah, and 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 again, like this is where the South Congress Strip, all the new builds. It's it's brand new. It, it's barely gotten started, but it will be. I'm I'm interested to see what happens over the next few years because the reason that Allbirds and you know Leila Bow and Reformation and Parachute, the reason that all and Buck Mason they're able to get into those spaces and pay the rent because of venture capital. Mm-hmm. They mm-hmm. they are backed up by many many millions of dollars and they want to they want these brands to show growth, but with the pandemic like this pandemic is going to come down hard on those brands too. Look uh, and and even look at something like Outdoor Voices, which did this as well, right? Which went and spent all this money on all this rent, and then was losing, you know, twenty four million dollars a year. Pooh, like that, like that. That's if people aren't, it, it's going to come around and bite these landlords and developers in the ass at some point. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and 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 they're not going to be able to keep charging this rent because. Look, man, this we're dealing with the next two to three years where shopping in person is not going to be the same experience. A lot less foot traffic, and so it, it it's just uh, it's it's all going to crumble in some way, shape, or form. And, and I don't know what's going to be left. I don't know what's going to be left at the end of all of it. Yeah, I mean, if I'm a landlord and looking to the future, you're you better get ready to start making some concessions to your tenants because. If you lose one of your your um, anchor stores or anything in these strip centers, it's going to be so difficult to convince somebody to come in at, at this yeah. stage um, in the pandemic to to take over that spot. So, yeah, um, yeah. yeah. What I, what you know what what I don't like what's what's unsettling is is you do hope for a store like By George, for example, that that has has always struggled to like for they just have not invested in an online experience. Um, you want those stores to stay, to stay around because they do offer, they do offer something that you can't get at an online store, which mm-hmm. is, which is just the, it's, it's the, it's the feeling, right? It's, it's just, it's the smell it's uh, the to smell. me. I, yeah. I like, I like the, the smell, smell of a lot of these stores. It's the experience of, of yeah. being, of, of treating yourself to something of, uh, of engaging with somebody that knows about the clothes that are in the store and, and, and kind of having that, that communal experience. And, and that is, that is, that's equal, that's equally as satisfying and typically a little longer lasting than the thrill of having a box arrive, even though, trust me, I know that that that's one of my favorite uh, fleeting moments in the entire world. So I, I get, I understand that as well, but uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, I would, 
I, I would like these smaller stores to stay around. I don't want all of us to just end up only being able to shop at either, you know, H&M or Zara or um, Mr. Porter, which is owned by Rakuten, which is owned by Farfetch or whatever, how all, however all that works. <laughs> um, I think I have that well, right. I think, I think I know Farfetch, but Mr. Porter, I think Rakuten owns Farfetch, but I can't remember. I have the biggest box. It's a massive conglomerate. Life showing up today, Barrett. Okay. It is an online purchase of a bathtub. Wow. Wow. Showing up at the door. Can you believe that? That's freight, baby. That's freight. (laughs) That ain't free. Is this like a no returns? Now, is this like a clawfoot bathtub or is this just like a, a new tub? It's we're having our bathroom redone. So I'm sitting ah. in a room full of boxes right now. Everything was purchased online. It's wild. Build.com. You can order a whole fucking bathroom remodel and have it go. sent within the next week. How's the how are the shipping prices over there? At build.com. Wow. Wow. It's nuts. Man. Crazy world, man. Be- Bez- Bezos just made another Billy. <laughs> Bezos. All right, man. That's uh, that's about all the time that we have for today. So we'll wrap it up. We will be back again next week, hopefully with some uh, with some lighter, more fun topics about uh, about style and fashion and pop culture, and and not just the the death of our society through increasing rent and celebrities running for president. So um, <laughs> that's all I got. Yeah, that was fun. I hope that uh, Dylan comes back. Yes, studio negative yes. and that they have totally i think they're in there right now with blow torches getting everything you know uh, yeah yeah torched that'll, and that'll do it call it call, call in the uh the sanitization crew mm. wear a mask all righty bye-bye later Cool.